Hello folks and welcome to the Comedy Corner here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. My name is Graham Stevens and I really hope that I can bring a smile to your face. Why do only fools and old work Hello there, and welcome back. This week, an episode of A Day Dave Hotman. This is episode two from series one, entitled My Lovely Boy. Why are you cleaning Sergeant Major Saab's boot? That is not your job. You're a top hold bearer to the concert party. Oh, I'm well aware of that, my good fellow. But Sergeant Major Saab's bearer Patel has gone to cinema. Oh, what flick they're showing? Oh. Very powerful story. All about a beautiful young prince who goes riding on a beautiful white horse. And he meets a beautiful young princess and he falls in love with her. But she not fall in love with him. So he ride away into sunset. It run for five hours. <laughs> it is packed with ecstasy and enchantment. I'm reading all about it in the newspaper. What's that? I'm also reading that General Montgomery has reached Berlin. Perhaps the war will be over in a very soon time. Oh my gosh, this is tough old news. He's a wonderful man, this Montgomery Saab. With him leading us, we British are bound to win war. But he also says when the war is over, the British will leave India. And the Congress party will take over. Oh, what Tommy Rat. They are troublemakers, this Congress party. They are nothing but one big damn bunch of coolies. <laughs> <laughs> if we British leave India, it will be disaster. What will happen to you natives, huh? How will you earn your living? Who will you sell your Tito? Huh? Indian troops? No, they will not drink that muck. <laughs> <laughs> if British leave, I shall also go home. There is no place for me here. I'm not going to be ordered about by a damn bunch of coolies telling me what to do. <coughs> I think perhaps I will also go to England. Why not? You could set up as Chawala in Piccadilly Circus. <laughs> I have seen postcard of it, and there is not one single Chawala in sight. <laughs> you could do jolly well. Oh, that is jolly good. But what will you do in England? I shall set up one stall outside Buckingham Palace. I have seen one postcard of that, and there is not one single stall there. I say to myself, where do royal family buy their goods? Perhaps they will buy it from me. <laughs> then I will be by appointment. My gosh, we could both be jolly big success. I am telling you, it is ill wind that blows up nobody's creek. <laughs> will you take your wife with you? Oh, of course not. I will do what other Sabs do. One over there, one over here. <laughs> Like the Sergeant Saab's BB there. It is not the same one that I sometimes see him with in the bazaar. 
one in the bazaar is much darker. Ah, this must be his blighty one. Oh, what beautiful English flower, huh? Charwala, Edarao. Oh, I must go, Ranji. Duty is calling. Salam. Acha, salam, Mohammed. Oh, tumpty, 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 Come on, Mohammed. Jello, jello. Yes, sir. I'm coming very instantly. Very jelly, sir. Eh, Piala Garam Cha. And see that I Garam. I'll give you a tea, hot like hellfire. You know, I think we've made a jolly good job of this, chaps. Royal Artillery Depot. Yeah, he looks awfully neat. We he? shouldn't be doing this at all. We are the concert party. Old Sergeant Major Shut Up must be mad. He is mad. He's been out here too long. He's got the doolally tap. <laughs> Does everybody that's been stationed out here in Doolally for a long time get the Doolally tap? Pretty well, everyone, yeah. I don't think my mother's going to like that. You know, when I get back home to Glasgow and she finds I'm stark raving mad, I shouldn't think she'll notice. <laughs> right. Now listen, Gloria. Yes, darling. When the curtain rises, yes. you are standing at the top of this staircase dressed as... Tell me, tell me. Ginger Rogers. Oh, oh, Sully, what sort of a staircase? Oh, it's a great tall one with lots and lots of steps leading right up into the clouds. Oh, how high is it going to be? Depends how many beer boxes we can get. Right. <laughs> From the top, OK? Yeah. I pray... Remember, on the night, I'll be wearing the blue oh, dress. Yeah, blue dress. Oh, yeah. uh, hang on. Uh, so what is it, Lofty? They're still at it. Old Sergeant Major Shuttleby's making them white in the stones. Oh, oh whitewash. Oh, he's obsessed with whitewash. Whitewash the stones, whitewash the steps. Whitewash the flag posts, so why he doesn't make us go out and whitewash the Indians? <laughs> well, that's enough. I'm resigning from the concert party. Do you want to get posted back to the jungle? Well, at least it won't be whitewashed. Listen, sunshine, the only thing that keeps us here is the fact that we're in the concert party, and the Colonel thinks it's good for morale. So it's either the Sergeant Major and his whitewash brush, or the Japanese and the Samurai swords. Take your choice. I'll stick to the whitewash brush. It's got a blunt end. Right, we're going to get from stairs. Now, loft it. We start from the top, okay? And Remember, on the night, the blue dress, yeah. I'm coming, I'm coming on now. Yeah, I pose at the top of the stairs for some applause. Yeah, not too long, though. Night and day. Blimey, what's happened? I've been posted. I've just drawn my jungle greens. Asab, he's drawn our jungle equipment and he's kitted out from tops to bottoms. Where are you going? Tomorrow afternoon, a place called Assan. Oh, God. Eight weeks jungle training. Stop, goodness sake, please say something to cheer him up, because he's very, very sad. Yeah. Yeah. Look, uh, don't worry, sunshine, it's not as bad as all that. What's it like up in the jungle? Oh, it's horrible. Oh, snakes and creepy crawly things. Yeah. Oh, well done. Now, now, look, it's not all that bad. Just uh, remember to tuck in your mosquito net at night and you'll be fine. He's right, Sam. It is really quite jolly in jungle. <laughs> All the same, I much prefer to stay here with you lot. Now, we'd like to have you, son, but we can't. I mean, we're all artists, you see. And I'm sorry, but you're not. Oh, no. I've got two left feet and I can't even sing in tune. <laughs> Anyhow, I must say, I think you're a nice crowd of fellas. You're sort of different. Not like normal blokes. <laughs> <laughs> and joking and having fun. And I've really enjoyed myself here. I I'm going to miss you a lot. I think you're a smashing crowd. I, I really do. Smashing crowd. <laughs> yeah. Come on, fellas. Let's get back to work. Now, we'll take it from the top, Lofty. OK? You can sing without a pianist, can't you? He's a nice chap. Couldn't we let him stay? 
Do me a favour, will you? It's not up to me. Now, come on, from the top, nice and easy. That's up. That's my mum. Nice and cheap. Oh, yes, up. Oh, no, up. Oh, my God, father. What's the matter? Oh, nothing, sir. I was just uh, strucky dumb by her beauty. <laughs> yeah, she is lovely. Solomon Saab wants to know how long you are because he wants you to go to play piano for rehearsals. Oh, my gosh, what beautiful sight. Royal Artillery Depot in gleaming white stones. A Union Jack with blue sky behind. It is making me proud to be British. <laughs> God is in his heaven and all is right with the world. What the hell is going on? What <laughs> 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 do you, not you? Some probably drew attention to still. What do you think you're doing, lovely boys? <laughs> Standing around here drinking tea? Well, you Jack! <laughs> Why aren't you whitening them stones? Well, we'd almost finished, Sergeant Major, so we thought we'd take a short break. Well, it's very hot, Sergeant Major. It's very hot, Sergeant Major. <laughs> Especially for the time they use you. You'll be a ruddy side order by the time I finish with you. Tanda ice! Ten show! Tender ice! Ten show! Tender ice! Ten show! Tender ice! Ten show! Tender ice! Stand easy. That's better. Right, lovely boys. Let's have a look at your handiwork. Ooh. Oh! Very good, fair play. They're very artistic. Wait a minute. Can I, Graham? Sir? Come here. Sergeant Major? University education. Yes. Yes, that's quite right, Sergeant Major. How do you spell artillery? <laughs> A-R-T-I-L-L-E-R-Y. You do? Who spells it A-R-T-I-L-L-E-R-Y-R-E. <laughs> it's not artillery. It's artillery. Ari-Ari. And who spells Ari A-R-Y. I've been in this regiment 22 years, and I ought to know. Well, you probably haven't seen it written out in full very often, Sir Major. Well, it's usually just the initials, R.A. You trying to make out I'm ignorant, lovely boy? No, Stop! Stop! He must be right, because he is a highly educated man, and he has been to Oxford, Cambridge, and God knows where. <laughs> Only Oxford, actually. Stop! Now change that E to an A. But it's right, Sergeant Major, I promise you. Honestly, I think perhaps you should have only one L, Sergeant Major Sam. <laughs> How the ruddy L would you know? But he's also not lacking in learning. He goes to night school two afternoons a week. What is it? A-R-T-I-L-L-E-R-Y. Who pulled you a wire? <laughs> oh, what funny joke. Ask Igbo-Pankawala who pulled his wire. Shut up! <laughs> I'll settle this matter once and for all. <laughs> Keep punching and sit up straight. Ah, the conqueror wants you to karadega and sit up straight when you're punkering. <laughs> and don't be such clever dicky. <laughs> Come. 
What do you want, Bearer? Sir Major, I must ask you something of great discreetfulness. I have here one photograph, and it is very odd and strange. It is of one woman's hub, and I do not understand it, and I want Your Honor to explain it to me because I am very puzzled by it. How dare you? Devil orders clearly state that camp personnel will not deal in obscure photographs. Now get out of the way! Out of the way! Right, Mr. Lardy Dargan Graham, moment of truth. Let me see. Art, art. Uh, can I help you, Sergeant? No, you can't. Here it is. Artillery. A R T I W L E. Must be a misprint. Oh. <laughs> Permit me, Sergeant Major Sir. <coughs> Oxford English Dictionary, printed in India by Lahore Press. What do you expect? Printed by a lot of tarts. Oh, Shut up! I don't want any more arguments. And a second! Come here. Mr. Sergeant Major. What are you on, Boyle? I'm rehearsing, Sergeant Major. No, you're not my answer. You're whitening stones. Now pick up a brush and get on with it. And the rest of you. They've already given them one coat of whitewash, Sergeant Major. We'll give them another coat then. And then another coat. I want them stones so white I dare not look at them because they will dazzle my eyes! <laughs> Carry on! Uh, come on, lads. Let's whiten the stones. Scott, Scott, chance! Uh, tell them to carry on, Ashwood. Carry on what, sir? Just carry on. <laughs> carry on, chaps. Thank you very much. <laughs> all right, fellas, all right, don't worry. I'll soon have you off that. You better hurry up, Solly. We're getting cooked to a frazzle out yeah, here. All right. Uh, Randy? Ah, come here, son. Look, I want you to knock at the door and ask the captain sahib if we can see the colonel sahib. Sergeant Major Saab will have my guts for garters. He will stretch them jolly hard. Well, he's not there, is he? You saw him go off. Now, look, just knock at the door and ask the captain side if we can see the colonel side. Come in. Oh, blimey. <laughs> I don't want to see you, Saab. Shall you said? Oh, Krishna, please let ground open and swallow me up. Come in, Saab. There are two Saabs waiting outside. To come inside to see Colonel Saab to prostrate themselves, isn't it? Lord Saab's. Uh, Solomon Saab and Bowman Saab. Saab. I'll soon sort them out, sir. Now, wait a minute, sir. Better, better find out what they want. Wheel them in, will you? Yes, sir. Show! <laughs> left time! Quick march! Left time, left time, left time, left time! Right wheel! Valentine! Salute! Ah! Salute! <laughs> All right, traps, easy. You can relax. Is it permitted for me to relax also, Colonel Sapp? I'll tell you, I'll tell you. Get out, get out, get out. Tell me, tell me. Oh, if I may be allowed to say so, sir, I do like that jacket you're wearing. Oh, do you really? It's just something the Dursley knocked up. There's nothing special. Oh, I realise that, but it's the way you wear it that's important. I mean, you've got to have the figure to wear clothes, and uh, you have got that figure, hasn't he? Oh, yes, of course, yes. It, it sits beautifully on the colonel's shoulders, sir. Bleeding crawlers. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, how's the show going? Oh, we're putting in a new number, sir. 
Yes, sir, it's called A Pretty Girl is Like a Melody. Yeah. All the blokes come down the stairs dressed as your favourite film stars. Well, what films are Oh, Rita Hayworth, uh, Betty Grable, Jane Russell, uh, Esther Williams, uh, Ginger Rogers. <gasps> you mean they'll all be dressed up as girls? That's right, sir. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, I'm Ginger Rogers, sir. Oh, yes, you were Ginger Rogers in the top hat number in the last show. Do you remember, Ashwood? Oh, yes. He's rather good at being Ginger. Besides, <laughs> <laughs> Ashwood, first class. When are you putting the new number in the show? Oh, not for a long time yet, because the uh, concert party's always on fatigue, sir. Uh, what are they on now, Sergeant Major? Oh, you got them whitening stones, sir. Uh, I think we can let them off. They must be white enough by now. The stones, I mean, not the men. <laughs> they must be pretty red under this sun. <laughs> oh, sir. <laughs> Very good, sir. Very witty. <laughs> All right, business. Ten shout! Salute! Left time! Left wheel quick march! Left time, 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 Oh, I do like that jacket you're wearing, Colonel, sir. Looks lovely on you. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't go down on your hands and knees and lick his boots while he was at it. Oh, what a good idea. Let's go back, Sol, and do it. Shut up! <laughs> you think you are so smart, don't you, lovely boys? Because you've got the Colonel to protect you. But if anything should happen to him, go sick, on leave. I'll have you posted back up that jungle so fast your feet won't touch the ground! Is the soldiers of the king, my lads, who've been my lads, were seen, my lads. Come. What do you want, Vera? I'm going to stop. I must ask you something of great urgentness. I have such a weight on my mind, I cannot sleep. You got some baby into trouble? Better <laughs> <laughs> stop. Nothing like that. But I must ask you one question at risk of incurring your terrible wrath. But the beautiful lady in the photograph is. Is she one saint, Saab? What? Is she a saint? Oh, yes. She is a saint. She's the only woman I ever loved. I haven't seen her for 20 years. How dare it? What the hell's it got to do with you? Oh, tell me to tell you, greasy my shirt, and you're also strangling me. Come here, Sab. I must show you this photograph. Where'd you get this? From parking, Sab, Sab. Are you a loose waller? Oh, no, Sab, not loose waller. I only took it to show it to you. you know, where could Parkins have got a photo of? His mother, Sergeant Major Sab. His mother? Parkins. Parkins? Parkins. Parkins, Parkins. Parkins. Name of mother? Edith. When was he born? Coach. Colchester. October the 2nd, 1925. October, September, August, July. <laughs> January. It's the New Year's Eve dance. Oh, glory be. What happened after Barsa? Two days later, I was posted overseas and... 
I got a letter saying she'd married this bloke. I never saw her again. Oh, Sergeant Major Savage is wise water buffalo that knows his own sport. <laughs> My little boy. You're in Doolally. Bearer, if you breathe a word of this to anybody, I'll screw your head off. Sergeant Major Savage, don't speak to me as if I was some damn native. I'm a British gentleman as you are, and I know the court. One must never mention a lady's name who is in a mess. <laughs> Your secret is safe with me, sir. Totally, honestly. My son, you're in India. I'm sending him up the jungle tomorrow. But can you not get him taken out of the draft, Sergeant Major Sir? Of course I can't. The Colonel want to know the reason why. I'd have to have a reason for stopping his posting. Get him a job on the camp that's important to the Colonel. What's important to the Colonel and what does he like best? That nice, round, soft lady who runs WVS, Mrs. Waddy Love Evans. Yeah, shut up. Oh, a thousand apologies, Sergeant Major Sharp. I have broken British code of honor and I have mentioned lady's name who is in a mess. <laughs> How can I be punished? Oh, may my chipatis turn to dust. <laughs> shut up, will you? I'm trying to think. There must be a way of stopping Parkins getting posted. I got it, Sergeant Major Sharp. What? Concert party. What? Concert party. You know how Colonel Saab likes concert party. You could put Parkin Saab in it, and that would prevent him from getting posted. Don't be absurd. Parkins can't sing. Can't dance. Can't do anything. Listen to this, Sergeant Major Saab. Are you in the barkers? Yes, I'm in the barkers. Do you want to come out? Yes, I want to come out. <laughs> Are you going to be good boy? Yes, I'm going to be good boy. <laughs> you gone mad, Bearer. Sergeant Major Saab, don't you remember the little soldier that Smith Saab used to put on his knee and talk to? Oh, you mean the ventriloquist dummy? Gee, Saab. Gunner Smith Saab left it behind when he went home to Blighty. And it is now in the theater in a suitcase. And there are some papers with it, with funny words on. Gunner Parkin could put the little fellow on his knee. I don't know. Still, I suppose it's worth a try. Right, now listen. Achya. Go and get the dummy. Wake Parkins up and bring him here. Right? Achya. Hey, and don't wake anybody else up. Creep in. Oh, don't worry, Sergeant Major Saab. No bigger creeper than me. <laughs> Stand by there, Gunner. I still don't understand, Sergeant Major, why you got me out of bed in the middle of the night. You are going to be a ventriloquist, lovely boy. You'd like that, wouldn't you? Oh, I don't know anything about being a ventriloquist. Listen, Gunner, if I say you're going to be a ventriloquist, you are going to be a ventriloquist. Now shut up. Right, <laughs> Bearer, show him how to be a ventriloquist. That's up. Stand up straight, boy. Shoulders back. Fine pair of shoulders you got there. Show them off, yeah. Show them off. <laughs> Would you mind holding the little fellow for a moment while I put on my spectacles? So that I can see the funny words. <laughs> I'm ready, Sergeant Major Sapp. Well, get on with it. Now pay attention, Gunner. Yes, Sergeant Major. <coughs> Good morning, Tommy. How are you? I'm all right, sir. How are you? I'm all right. How did you win that medal? I saved the regiment. Oh, you saved the regiment? How did you do that? 
I shot the cook. <laughs> yes, well, uh, there you are, Gunner. Nothing to it. Now you can have a go. Now pay attention. You grasp the pole at the base of the dummy's head firmly with the operational hand. You then rotate the head in a clockwise or anti-clockwise direction as required. At the same time, working the lips by moving the lever up and down with the extended thumb. You got that? I think so, Sergeant Major. Right. Sit down with there. You have a go. Just a minute now. Sit that dummy up straight. He's slumming <laughs> I won't have a slumming dummy. He's supposed to be a soldier. Good morning, Tommy, and how are you? Good, good. I'm all right, sir, and how are you? I said, no! <laughs> you got it wrong. The dummy's lips move, not yours. Again. Good morning, Tommy, and how are you? Good. I'm all right, sir, and how are As you? As it were! Your lips are moving, I will not have your lips moving. But I can't stop them moving. <laughs> I say your lips won't move, they won't move. Now, that's an order. <laughs> but I don't want to be a ventriloquist. I say you're going to be a ventriloquist. You are going to be a ventriloquist if we have to stay here all night. Now, start again and sit that dummy up straight. Good morning, Tommy, and how are you? I'm all right, sir, and how are you? Again. Good morning, Tommy, and how are you? I'm all right, sir, and how are you? Good morning, Tommy, and how are you? Change my number. Star Major's orders. Gunner Parkins is going on. But I thought he was being posted out the jungle. Well, he's not. He's now in the concert party. Why? A ventriloquist. A ventriloquist? I've never heard anything like it in my life. It's like flipping amateur night in Dixie. Well, so I'm telling you wrong. I ain't half nervous, Sully. Well, there's no time for that. Get your chair and get behind the curtain. And now, fellas, for the first time on any stage, we present for you Gunner Parkins and his little friend, Gunner Tommy! Take it away from me! Relax up, and remember, do not move lips. Oh, I'll be so right. <laughs> Back on Solly. <laughs> Solly going to tell some jokes. Great, stop making. Oh, I just have. Hey, he, he, it won't move up. It is his stuck. Oh. Oh. What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Oh. Oh, please.
please, please, Krishna, I beg you, send one miracle. Just one small miracle. I'm sorry, Bumpy. I'm afraid I shall have to stop the show rather than talking to my son. I have some wonderful news. <clears throat> I have just received this signal that the Germans have surrendered. The war in Europe is over. You are listening to the Comedy Corner here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. That was an episode of It Ain't Half Hot Mum entitled My Lovely Boy. Now, here is the first ever episode of Birds of a Feather. And this one's called Nicked. I've been waiting for my trousers. You took your bloody time, didn't you? Oh, I could hardly drag myself away. 
It was so romantic watching your jeans wrapping themselves around my knickers. <laughs> it took me right back to when a quick tumble meant more than 20 p's worth of hot air. Hot air? You could talk about hot air. Next time Richard Branson feels like crossing the Atlantic in that giant virgin Johnny of his. <laughs> he could come round here, you could talk him up. <laughs> right. Do you want a lift to your sisters? Or are you going to stay here nagging the wallpaper off the wall? Hang on, hang on, I just did my face. I can't wait that long. <laughs> my tax disc expires at Christmas. There was 30 quid in here when I went up the laundrette. No, some thieving Turk must have had that away while you were adding a fabric conditioner. I didn't take my purse up to the laundrette, you lying merchant. But that's my shopping money. I work bloody hard for that, you thieving ponce. Do you know how many customers I had to short change to scrape that 30 quid together? <laughs> You're going to put it on one of your three-legged horses, was you? What I do with my money is down to me. Your money? You parasite. You're supposed to be the breadwinner here. Instead, you're nicking the crumbs off my plate. What sort of husband are you? Don't start all that. At least I didn't marry you under false pretenses. Meaning what? You know. Say it. What's the point? Go on, say it. All right. If I'd known you couldn't have kids... Oh, you bastard. Oh! <laughs> you told me you say it. You're bloody mental. Hang on, what about me lift? Oi, get off. Swapped it. Through what? Exchanging Pratt. <laughs> Look at the state of this. There's more dogs on this floor than damn better, see. No, I'm a bit untidy. Like the Atlantic Ocean's a bit wide. <laughs> Last time I'll get you a romantic little surprise. You've had a bird in here, haven't you? Leave it out. I only picked it up last night. The car, I mean. <laughs> You've got to be doing it with someone. Because we ain't had it since Christmas. Then you kept calling me Sonia. You were so pissed. I for doing. But then why should I expect any different? You're a lousy provider. Why should you be any better in bed? I might be if you lost a couple of stone. You can make a start by cutting your tongue out. If <laughs> <laughs> only I'd married someone like Daryl. My sister wants for nothing. Three quarters of a million that new house cost. Indoor pool. Her swimming costume costs more than my entire wardrobe. And your swimming costume is bigger than her entire wardrobe. <laughs> Is that the time? Let me off in a minute. Chris, watch out! Oh, what? Oh!
What time is it, Trace? What's happened to your new gold and platinum Rolex divers watch, as worn by Sebi Ballesteros, Frederick Forsyth, and Kerry Tacanawa? Stopped. What? That's a five grand watch. No, it ain't. It's a fifty quid copy I bought off Chris. Oh, you ought to know by now his moody stuff's always rubbish. I oh, know, but he was a bit short and he won't take a hand out. We are talking about the same Chris here. What my sister sees in him. Yeah, well. So what time is it anyway? It's nearly one o'clock. That's assuming this watch you got me for my birthday is a real Cartier. <laughs> As if I'd ever stint when it comes to you, babe. Look at our palace. The pool. The cars. All for you and Garthy. Why do you think I work all the hours God sends? Oh, I know. I'm really lucky to have you. You haven't yet. But I think I'll squeeze you in. Well, the warm map. Not here. Why not? Look at this. We're detached now. There is one thing I'd really like. <sighs> Me too, but I'm not making much progress. <laughs> Six weeks for our Eastern Paradise cruise, calling at Bali, Bangkok, Hong Kong, Singapore, Bora Bora, and Sydney. Don't know. Don't really fancy all that Bora Bora nosh. No. Yeah, it's a great idea, a cruise. After all, it's weeks since we went on that safari. <laughs> So shall I book it? Yeah, of course. Oh, I really love you. Come on then, one for the road. Stuff me! It's the first time your brother-in-law's been on time in his life. <laughs> what a gorgeous ass. Bit flesh. That's <laughs> rich. Coming from the owner of a white zephyr with tiger skin seats and more aerials on it than the Russian embassy. They've changed their cars again, too. <laughs> he mustn't half erect a lot of conservatories. You want to get him to take you on full time? I've got my own business. Oh, yeah. Self-employed minicab driver and walking bookies Christmas bonus. Get out of bed, did we? We was poolside. Oh, pardon me for breathing. <laughs> she might. I won't. <laughs> it's beautiful, Trace. It's like something at Santa Barbara. Well, you can come in, you know. There's no charge on a weekday. That's like a guided tour. We've got to be a Newport Pagnall one. Well, don't be late home, because I've got your nice fillet steak for your tea. You take your time, Daryl. I'll make sure your steak goes to a good home. <laughs> She's been living in her car, she's been living in a plastic bubble She's been living way beneath what she thought her life would be by now Oh, yeah, some whips cross was big It was all right for a semi, but we was overlooked by the neighbours Better than being overlooked by the council <laughs> I ain't had hot water for three weeks Well, maybe if you paid your rent Oh, don't you start You forget what a struggle life is for Chris and me I mean, it's all right for Daryl, isn't it? He's got a booming business. Six erectors and a full-time accountant. But what does Chris earn? I don't know. What does he earn? Feet? Sorry. Search me. Be easier to find out the Pope's inside leg measurement. <laughs> then when he does have money, he spends it on sick animals. you could get Daryl to take him on like, full-time, could you? Oh, no, show. I never interfere in Daryl's business. But I know he don't need no full-time drivers. 
Only when he goes on these long hauls. Oh, anyway, it's enough of the boys. This is girls' day out. Got some lovely leather trousers in at Skinner Rumford. I can't afford leather trousers. My purse is plastic. <laughs> and it's empty. Oh, that curse, I nick me spending money. Again? Here, treat yourself. No. Go on. No. It's only 50 quid. Go on. I don't like to take charity, Tracy. Look at my principles. Hello, my name's Dorian Green. I live next door. Can you help me? I'm in the middle of a terrible crisis. <laughs> so, I came back from shopping to find the entire ground floor under three inches of foam. Well, you've had the fire brigade round. No, the carpet cleaners came a day early and the stupid au pair let them in. I told Marcus we shouldn't have a German, but he said live and let live. <laughs> coming over for coffee this afternoon. What am I going to do? I can't make them all sit in the kitchen. Of course not. Bet it's hardly bigger than a tennis court, eh? <laughs> <laughs> right, kettle on, shall. I'm not one to interfere. And God knows cleaners are hard to find. <laughs> but if mine spoke to me like that... Sharon's my sister. Really? <laughs> You've decorated beautifully. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, is this your son? Garth. He's away at Fisk's. That's a public school. Oh, public school. Well, we want him to learn to talk proper. Naturally. <laughs> so, how are you settling in in our exclusive little enclave? You what? Brian Close. Oh, you mean round here? Oh, it's lovely. Bit quiet, mine. Yes. People do keep themselves to themselves. I've just had the most wonderful idea. I was going to have a little get-together for a few friends later, before the disaster with the deep pile. What are you up to this afternoon? Well, we was going shopping. Kettle's on. Tea, coffee or pot noodle? <laughs> Even better, because actually, my coffee afternoon was going to be in the nature of a product party. What? It's a way of viewing and buying high-quality merchandise at wholesale prices in the comfort and privacy of your own home without any high-pressure salesmanship. Say you'll do it, you'll be saving my life. <laughs> I don't know. So it's uh, sort of like a Tupperware party then, eh? I like to think it's a titch-up market from plastic boxes for leftovers, dear. <laughs> <laughs> it's put me in my place, isn't it? And Tracy, the party hostess gets a 15% commission and all she has to do is supply the nibbles and the drinkies. You could easily pick up 40 or 50 pounds. Pin money. Thank you, Dorian, but I don't need pin money. Oh, I do. I'll be your hostess. <laughs> Thank you, dear, but I don't think my friends want to slap out to a council flat in a tower block where the lift doesn't work and your cabriolet gets vandalised while you're still in it. You've been telling her where I live? <laughs> Just a lucky guess. <laughs> I want Tupperware. I don't need Tupperware. I don't even like Tupperware. It ain't Tupperware, Trace. What? I've just seen that Dorian unpacking her gear. And no way is it Tupperware. Oh, well, that's something. 
What is it then? Perfume? Jewellery? Look. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I ain't got a, you know. A crotch. Thought it might Chris pay any attention. Mind you, he wouldn't notice me in bed if I had a picture of Gary Lineker tattooed on me bum. Well, I just don't want this stuff in my ass. Oh, there, nothing. Everything else in the front room needs batteries. <laughs> Where's Dorian? I'm going to tell her to sling her hook. What the hell do you think you're doing? Action stations. <laughs> Oh, I am tempted. I really am. Just to see his face. Go on, what's the damage? Damage? These are perfect good. <laughs> no, I mean, how much does it cost? £75. Line. You must have it. It's so you. <laughs> Nothing that costs 75 quid is so me. It's money well spent, darling. You'll put the magic back in your marriage. I think Paul Daniels could put the magic back into my <laughs> You trace. You've got the figure for it. He said, knock your Daryl's socks off if he come home and see you in this. Our marriage doesn't need artificial aids, thank you very much. I thought you said you'd been married for 14 years. They have. Childhood sweethearts, they were. Met in Woodbury Day and comprehensive in detention. <laughs> She's never been out with another bloke. Let alone slept with one. Do you mind, Murphy? No, it's sweet. I was the same. I met my husband on a kibbutz when I was 18. <laughs> we were engaged for three years and I was still a virgin when I got married. Good for you. It was only later I started going out with other men. <laughs> I mean, you're too timing. Absolutely not. I'm utterly faithful to Luke. Thought your old man's name was Marcus. He is. But Marcus and I haven't had a physical relationship since October 1987. No, it was the stock market crash. You see, it rendered him impotent. <laughs> and though the FT index has staged a remarkable upturn since then, Marcus hasn't. <laughs> Who's this Luke, then? Sharon knows. 23. He's gorgeous. And he works for Lundquist Kitchens. We met when he came round to measure up, and boy, did he measure up. <laughs> I'm sorry, Dorian, but I think it's all disgusting. You come me into having this party, you bring round all these horrible smutty gadgets and then you talk about knocking off other fellas. All right, Tracy, don't be such a prude. Just because you've got a perfect marriage and a perfect husband and a perfect house don't mean the rest of us poor also-rans can't have a bit of fun. Thank you, Sharon. Though I rather resent being called an also-ran. <laughs> well, I'm sorry if you're offended by my presence by my attempts to befriend you, to introduce you to my social circle, to ease your way into Chigwell's society. <laughs> if you are so morally far above us, then I shall pack up my harmless love toys and vanish from your life as suddenly as I entered it. It was nice meeting you, Sharon. You might live in a slum, but you do have a certain grace. <laughs> Sorry, it's my fault, Sidan. I'm making a man out of a mowheel. She's got cream that does that. <laughs> I accept your apology, dear. Look, you must have something to 
please this incredible husband of yours. Not one of the battery-powered items, obviously. But how about a camisole? Nah, he's got an umbrella. It's <laughs> <laughs> a joke! I know what a camisole is, all right? Oh, oh it's gorgeous. Thank you. How much? Have it on me, dear. Then you can have it on Daryl. <laughs> now, come on, I've got a pie. No, please, it's just a manufacturer's sample. Oh, well, if you're sure, then. Of course. So you owe me a favour. So you're going to model it for us then, Trace? Do you mind? This is for my Daryl's eyes only. What's his eyes got to do with it? Chris, <laughs> <laughs> <Risk>, careful! <laughs> White Zephyr. Yeah, smart. You're joking, aren't you? No. Was it a White Zephyr that failed to stop an accident in Bose Park this morning? I think we'll have Chummy. Well, let's not split hairs. The thing is, Luke's got two tickets for brass at Wembley tonight. <laughs> You're a bit old for pop concerts, aren't you? You're as young as the man you feel, dear. Yeah? <laughs> oh, now, I like that. That is good, isn't it good? Anyway, the thing is, I need an alibi to tell Marcus tomorrow, so do you mind if I say I went to the ballet with you? Yeah, I don't mind as it happens. So you went to the ballet with me if you want. With respect, Sharon, it has to be a plausible alibi. <laughs> yeah? Tracy Stubbs. Yeah? CID. We have a quiet word. Oh, my God. I never let you talk me into it. Me? What have I done? It's only the old Bill, isn't it? Old Bill who? <laughs> Lily Lordorian. Bill? Lily? I'm completely confused. What's she talked you into, love? Don't say nothing without a brief, Trace. Don't talk to me about sodding briefs. <laughs> no, it weren't my idea to have this stupid sex aids party. I've got nothing to hide. So who tipped you off, eh? One of them mates of yours is a grass. Look, there's nothing illegal about things that go bonk in the night, love. <laughs> <laughs> if I were you, I'd try marriage guidance first. Do you mind? I've got a perfect marriage. Ed? I think I'd better be going. Who are you? Just a neighbour. What about you? I'm her sister. Ah, so, you're Sharon Theo... Theo Dollyplops. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 all right. I've been married to him for eight years and I can't still pronounce it. So what do you want, eh? Well, there ain't been an accident, has there? No, I wouldn't call it an accident. What's happened? Well, now, how can we put it, eh? Oh, I know. You, um, you want to stock up on these sex aids, love? Because you won't be having any nookie with your husband again this century. Oh, well, now 
had to run the gauntlet of all them slags. Oh, it can't be that bad. You try living here. No thanks. Exactly. Tell you, Trace. Don't think I can take much more of this. You go for the boys. He could be on remand for ages, but once he comes to trial and they get off. Get off? Get off? Trace, the law fan shooters in the car. There's no way they're going to get off. Oh well, keep smiling. clean even at low temperature it's all right ladies no need to change the subject on my account i know who you're talking about well, and every day we get an armed robber on our floor is it yeah you normally have to make do with drunks and wife beaters like your elf where's the money from all these raids that's what i'd like to know you don't fool us by walking around in all your cheap clothes from the market the sun reckons you must be sitting on half a million and if i was do you think i'd still be living in this car zee if you ask me, it's your fault your Chris turned to crime. You what? He gave me a lift home the night before he was nicked. That was nice of him. Yeah, he'd just got that new Ford Zephyr. Anyhow, we got talking... Before or after. <laughs> and he was saying how you couldn't give him babies. And what a disgrace that is for a Greek Cypriot bloke. He was very upset. And you comforted him? Yeah, I tried to cheer him up. Well, after you'd finished cheering him up, you left your knickers in the glove compartment. <laughs> and when stopped, could give no satisfactory explanation for the presence of sawn-off shotguns in the boot of the Ford Zephyr, owned by Mr. Theodore... The jury know who I mean. And finally, we have the matter of the large accumulator wager placed by Mr. Theo, 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 Mr. Stubbs, co-defendant. A bare half an hour after the security van was raided outside Mothercare, Newport Pagnall. We have heard how banknotes stolen during this evil armed robbery were recovered from the turf accountant's office and subsequently were found to bear the fingerprints of... Uh, of uh, of the aforementioned individual of Greek Cypriot extraction. <laughs> now, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, as you retire to consider your verdict. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, have you reached a verdict? Yes. Is it the verdict of you all? Yes. How do you find the defendants, guilty or not guilty? Guilty. Oh, no. <sighs> Daryl, Kevin, Stubbs. And Christopher Theodoros. Theodoros, you stupid old fart. <laughs> you are in contempt of court. Big deal. I'm down for a ten stretch anyway, am I? <laughs> I sentence you both to serve twelve years imprisonment. Take them down. A phrase they'll hear often in the almost exclusively homosexual atmosphere of your average top security prison. <laughs> Love you, Daryl. Do 
Wait for me, Chasey. Wait for me at all, Sharon. <laughs> what? You must be bloody joking. <laughs> long enough. Him, you sods. Oh, I'm sorry, madam, but the transport leaves for Funky Brixton in five minutes' time. You wouldn't want them to miss their tea, would you? It's spam this afternoon. <laughs> Come to think of it, it's spam most afternoons. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Get yourselves around at the tradesman's entrance. Maybe you can give them a wave goodbye. No, Trace. Those Windsors are just slits, aren't they? Oh, I'm sure I saw him waving. Yeah, of course you did. Come on, let's go, eh? What am I going to do, Shell? I'm gutted. It's like being widowed. It was my whole life. I haven't let myself think about it till now. But what's Garth going to do without a dad? And the ass. It'll be so big and empty. I don't even know how to change a plug. I do. I'm dreading it, Shell. I'm dreading going home on my own. Look, if you like, I'll stay with you for a bit, eh? Till you're feeling yourself again. We'll just pop back to the tip and I'll excavate a few clothes, all right? You don't want to come home with me. You've got your own life to lead, haven't you? True. I'd rather lead yours. Oh! Oh! What? I'll let you show, sure, won't I? You have been listening to The Comedy Corner here on Coast Access Radio 104.7 FM. And that was the first ever episode of Birds of a Feather, entitled Nicked. That's all for this week, folks, so until I speak to you again next week, this is Graham Stevens saying, keep smiling. We've got some half-price crack ties, some miles and miles of carpet tiles, TVs, deep freeze, and David Bowie OPs, pool games, gold chains, wuss names, and header push, and Trevor Francis track suits from a mush and shepherd's bush. Bush, 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 bush. No income tax, no VAT, no money back, no guarantee. Black or white, rich or poor, we've cut prices at a straw. This program is made with assistance from New Zealand On Air for radio broadcast and through the accessmedia.nz website. Thank you, New Zealand On Air.